Hey, Tim. Hey, Dan. I've got a joke for you. All right. Uh, why do economists exist? Mm, I don't know. So, accountants have someone to laugh at. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, this is Tim. This is just a heads up that all the advice you're hearing in this podcast is general in nature. If you want something more specific, then feel free to contact us. Drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk, drunk, drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk, drunk, drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk accountant, Hello and welcome to the podcast. My name is Dan. And I'm Tim. And today with us, Tim, we have Ian Wynn. Ian. Hello, Dan. Welcome back to the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Repeat offender on the podcast. Nice to see you guys. Thanks for having me back. That's okay. Great. Thanks for coming You've back. You've upgraded the facilities as well. Yeah. You guys are obviously doing well. What must, are you- <laughs> must be nice. <laughs> <laughs> Look, don't take this as an example of us making any income from this podcast. Because that is not happening. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this is all self-funded here. Yeah. Admittedly, you've moved from milk crates to chairs. That's, that's right. That's <laughs> fundamentally, it isn't it really. Yeah, we've literally owned these chairs for like over 20 years yeah. as well. They're probably older than us. Fully so. depreciated. Yes. Yeah, they're yeah, fully depreciated. The the only thing that is exciting to me is these coloured cables. They're new. <laughs> yes, they are. Yeah, spared nice. no expense on them. No. Twelve bucks. Yeah, <laughs> we were hoping we could use this stand-up desk to actually stand and do podcasts in, but um, then we accidentally pulled the cord out when we moved it here. So right. uh, yeah, yeah. So and apologies. With, and with your sore foot at the moment. You I know. Would. Yeah, I know. Should we dive into that, Tim? <laughs> <That's>, uh, <laughs> why don't we? So tell me how a twelve-year-old girl broke your ankle, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That is not factual in any way, shape or form. My, firstly, it's only a slight bend of the truth. My ankle's not broken. I yeah. just thought it was. Mm-hmm. Okay. And she was 16, not 12. <laughs> <laughs> so, in, in fairness, so we those who listen regularly know that Tim and I play uh, in a mixed netball tournament mm. uh, here with people at work. And we played this team of, of young girls. And normally we're versing, you know... There's, there's, it's mixed, so there's men of all ages and there's yeah. some, some older women and, and younger women. It's usually a good mix of people in the team, but this mm-hmm. was just straight 15 to 16-year-old girls. They were. It was definitely a reps team or something. And they, were, they were pretty good. And, and <laughs> they were one of the roughest teams I've versed. They, did, they were not afraid to roll a shoulder into me and, and push me. And, and, I, and you have no retaliation to that. You can't be the guy that pushes this 15-year-old girl over because uh, she's wrapping you up too much. Correction. I'm going to be that guy from now on. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what happened. Yeah. You, she was in your space. You went up for the ball. Yeah, she, I landed on She it. was in your landing space. Landed on her foot. Yeah. Our, our feet rolled. She was obviously younger and more nimble than me. Yeah, and, and she uh, said, uh, take that bitch. And then she, <laughs> <laughs> she ran away. Did, did she look down on you while she was on oh, the ground? Yeah. Everyone did. I was sitting there like in a lot of pain. And uh, I just looked up and there's all these 16-year-old girls just like looking down at me, big smiles on their faces. It was fantastic. <laughs> but I, I've got to say... We won the game, so... Uh, oh, well done. Yeah. Yes. Cool. Yeah, that's a, that's a good Tim and Dan low. Yeah. Week, I think, Tim. We didn't even do the jingle. I know. Well, I, w- I was going to actually... Uh, while we're on the Tim and Dan low, yeah. Dan, uh, I believe there has been a change in Ian's perspective on who wears the pants of the two <laughs> drunk accountants as well. This is recently. This recently happened. Maybe it's gone back the other way now that I've broken my ankle from a 12-year-old girl. That's but, a fair point, actually, Tim. Yeah. <laughs> We all thought Dan was the alpha. You're the alpha. But then I came to a meeting here and hmm, my my opinion changed. It changed. I I think it was around the time I ordered an oat mocha that that my status lowered in in Ian's eyes. Oat mocha, Dan. Mm. What were you thinking? Delicious. (laughs) (laughs) Clearly. All right. So, neither of us are alphas. We've settled that. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. I think that makes Ian the alpha here today. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Sure. Yeah. Whatever, guys. <laughs> so, we're here to talk about something a little bit different to the last time you were on. Um, today, we're going to be talking about um, trying to borrow for a house when you're self-employed or a first home buyer because you're in the, uh, you're in the mortgage broking industry these Ooh. days. Yeah, thanks, Dan. Um, it's an industry I've been involved in for quite a while. Yeah. And, um, and uh, I've, I suppose I've moved from the management side to the to the lending side in the last last year, and uh, it's certainly been an interesting year in the in the property market as it mm. actually always is, isn't it? Really. Yeah. And um, so yeah, it's um, be a good time to have a chat about all those things, and certainly on the central coast, the uh, the property market's been been 
Mm. moving along quite nicely and it's been definitely pretty heavy going to be honest yeah well, nicely is not the word uh, <laughs> i would use depends <laughs> if you're in the market or yeah. not yeah. i mean we were joking off air this episode is for dan basically mm. because it is uh about self-employed first home buyer yeah <laughs> <laughs> so there's a lot of free advice here for dan uh, yeah that's today. good i'm looking forward to it and uh we'll get into that a little bit later but tim um business update Business update, yes. So, first of all, I think let's just have a little bit of a chat about property because Mm. um, you just mentioned it there, Ian, especially on the Central Coast. Property is moving along pretty nicely right now. We've had a budget last week. Um, There's talk of things like bubbles, unemployment, needing to get wages up. Mm. How do you see property at the moment? It's a good question. Uh, I think... The inflation is the big question that's that's sort mm. of hanging everyone's head right. at the moment. And um, but on one side, rates are actually I've seen some rates go down in the last couple of weeks as well. Wow, M- more on the variable side than the fixed side. So mm. the fixed rates are probably pushing up a little bit at you know, but um, four year and five year rates. But the mm. rest of the rates are stable, even sort wow. of trending down. But I think that inflation is is coming quicker than than. Um, mm. And maybe we're also hoping that inflation comes a bit quicker because we're talking that's about true. wages needing, needing to increase. Um, it's kind of a necessary evil, really. That's right, yeah. Wages have been stable for so long. So that um, I think that inflation is going to come along and in the in, and at that point it will affect the lending and which will affect the property prices. So, yeah. so my thoughts are is that we've probably got another six months to run at the moment and then it's going to s- slow down a bit more, I mm. think, as inflation starts to come more and more into, into the environment but um as we mentioned i don't think the the government wants um property prices to crash or yeah. anything like that they just want it to just slow down so yeah, yeah. It, i don't see the government or the rba raising rates yeah i mm. see it coming through other ways yeah so maybe i guess one way to slow it down is to make it a little bit harder to to borrow or for the banks to lend perhaps that's that's something we've seen in the past that worked yeah. possibly too well at the yeah, time. <laughs> yeah, so in the past they have used um, uh, investment caps and things like that, so mm-hmm. maximum amount of uh, lending from a yep. bank. Yep. Um, but I think probably the way they may try and do it is just through what we call assessment rates. When you assess a loan, you don't mm. assess it at the rate that, you, that you're getting the loan at. It is, yep. at, it is a higher rate. And if they move that up, then... Um, you can only you can access less funds than you previously could, and yeah. I think that's the key the key factor in all of this. They mm. only recently lowered that, didn't they? Maybe might have been a year ago now, but but I, I do remember someone telling me that there was a there was a drop in the assessment rate at some point. Yeah, there was quite a significant drop. Yeah, yeah, might have been eighteen months ago. But yeah, it's, it's come down over the last few years from about seven and a half percent to five and a half percent. Yeah. So, which is in line mm. with the way the rates have dropped as well. It's yeah. reflective of that. Yeah, it is yeah. reflective of that. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Mm. I, I read an interesting article the other day, actually, um, speaking about property, and, and it was talking about um, these people who are land banking. Have you heard of this expression? No. Nope. And it was, uh, I've forgotten where it was. Uh, there was some town who has, it's one of the towns that has one of the most significant increase in prices in the past year. Really? You know, there's the Central Coast and then there was this other place. Mm-hmm. And and uh, the article was essentially saying because the supply in that area was quite low, there's a limited amount of houses and right. a lot of demand. Um, but they found that there was 13,000 vacant blocks in this area, all held by majority by two people. What? <laughs> 13,000 blocks? Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> and so, if they... Sold those, the supply would be around, and and the prices would level out again. Oh, there was like a wow. an argument for for stopping people. It kind of like a if you apply for a development for a site, if you mm. don't use it, you lose it. Yeah, like, which they apparently they do in some other states, but not wow. here. Yeah, which I found interesting. It's kind of like diamonds. Yeah, you know? just control the supply exactly, and yeah. you have a very good price, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, that's fascinating. There you yeah, go. I, th- I thought that mm. was an interesting, interesting point that I'd never heard before. Mm. Mm. Yeah, well, um, I guess we just watch this space and see what happens. But mm. um, well, we're looking forward to dive in a little bit of the um, the lending side of it in in a second. Yeah, perfect. Sure. Uh, Tim, I do, tip. Uh, I do oh, have, have one more business update actually. So um, it's around Super Guarantee. So mm. not sure if you guys were aware, but uh, Super Guarantee is increasing from the first of July. 
Do you know that? Bow, 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 bow. <laughs> yeah, it's 420. Yeah. <laughs> Is it? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> 302. Yeah, okay. But uh, yeah, uh, so the amount of super guarantee right now is 9.5% of mm. your ordinary time's earnings. Yep. Which is usually for most people just their gross wages. Mm-hmm. Um, that's actually going to increase from the 1st of July, which has kind of slipped under the radar a little bit. It had been planned for years. It, it, the, I think the only difference is is that originally it was meant to go, you know, from 9 to 9.5 to 10 to 10.5 to 11, all the way up to 12, I think the goal was. Mm. Um, but they kept pushing that back as the economy kind of wasn't where it was meant to be and, and they just kept pushing this thing down the road. And I guess we're at the point where that's where it was meant to happen. Yeah. And they haven't changed it. They haven't changed it. And yeah. I think there was some discussion about changing it back. I'm just looking at what it's changing to. So, it's changing to 10%. Yeah. Which is nice. It's a nice even number. That I like that. If yeah. you're earning $100,000, well, you will get $10,000 in super now. Pretty super good. guarantee. So Pretty good. Yeah. The so other thing- 10% and then the following year, 10.5, 11, 11.5. Yeah, 12. So yeah. And that's every year? Every year it goes up 0.5. Mm. But, but as I said, they've pushed that back for mm. the past yeah, five years. <laughs> so that's an interesting one because that's going to be an added cost to businesses. Mm-hmm. Businesses need, as per the government's agenda, to be paying more wages though. Yep. So if they're paying more wages, they're also going to be paying more super on the wages. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And it doesn't sound like much of a change, but half a percent... However, if your business is paying a million dollars in wages, it's a bit, it's a bit. So, um, so yeah, that's, that's an interesting one to keep in mind. The other thing is the super guarantee cap is increasing. The concessional contribution cap. Concessional contribution cap. Mm, So, this is the amount of uh, contributions you can put into your super fund and it be taxed concessionally at 15%. So, if you don't know all of the contributions that your employer puts in or that you salary sacrifice or that you put in and claim a tax deduction for are taxed at 15%. Uh, mm. But what Tim's saying, at, at the moment, that's capped at $25,000. Mm-hmm. So, that's if you get paid $15,000 in super from your employer, you could only separately put in ten. Yeah, if you yep. want to maximize your cap. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, that's now going up to $27,500 yeah, from the 1st of July. Is the uh, non-concessional cap changing? Yeah, I believe that's also changing, but I don't have that one. Because they also have a rule at the moment me. where you can carry the cap forward. Yep. Unused carry forward of the cap. Yeah, that's it. Mm. Exactly. Mm. So, I'm just trying to see if I can How many find years the- can you do that for? Three. 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 Yep. Yeah, and I think it started in 2019. Mm. So, there was a different rule for the non-concessional cap uh, and that was like a three-year rule years ago. Um, But I think the concessional contribution started in 2019. You couldn't do it that year, but that was the first year that the unused cap uh, flowed through to the next year if you wanted to use it. Yep. Yep. Um, so it's a good, it's a good rule. Yeah, oh, it's, awesome. great, it's a great, great rule. Yeah, it's so good. It's so and good. Is the twenty-seven and a half then increasing each year after that? Yeah, so it's now indexed. I'm not I, sure if it's okay. if it's an annual index, but um, this is the first time it's increased since okay. they introduced that. So well, that makes a lot of sense. The other thing that will be indexed as well is that um, uh, transfer balance cap. So mm. um, if you retire and you have more than one point six billion dollars, yeah. ah, million. <laughs> Billion. Billion. That would be nice. If you retire with 1.6 billion. You and Twiggy yeah. Forest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah. So, if you've got more than 1.6 million in super, then that's the only amount you could have as tax-free. So, a tax-free pension. Mm. But that will also be indexing yeah. now. So, uh, the um, non-concessional contributions cap is increasing from 100 to 110. Okay. So, so they both went up good. 10%. Yep. Interesting. Mm. So, they may even index every couple of years and then just, yeah. yeah. But anyway, that's uh, something to keep your eye out for. The, the interesting thing, the other interesting thing is super, which is relates to property and may relate to a few of your listeners is that um, they've, they've taken the age from 65 down to 60 where you can downsize your home. Yeah. yeah. And contribute $300,000 per person yeah. into super tax-free. Yeah, so, yeah. So, yeah, previously that was 65. Now, 60, you can mm. basically sell your property, go to a smaller place, put 600 grand into super. And then yeah. claim it as a deduction or, or... I thought it was... 
that now. Maybe it, maybe it's just it to can, get an ex- no, additional amount into super, no, which, it is, then, yeah. it, which is the tax-free area, yeah, so, tax-free. which you could then earn yeah. uh, revenue on. You can earn revenue yeah. on and, and not have to pay any tax. Yeah, Correct. beautiful. Yeah, I mean, that that's an interesting one that they brought that down mm. as well. So, so, they've made that a little stricter in some... No, sense. no, no. They've, no, no. they've uh, oh, allowed oh, more people. The minimum. It's the minimum age, not the maximum age. Exactly. Minimum age. Yeah, minimum sure. Age. Okay, yeah. cool. So you could be younger. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. get people to move out of bigger places. Yeah. Sooner. And maybe cool. that's that's another thing trying to get people to increase the supply maybe of houses more supply. on the market. Yeah. yeah, that's very true. Yeah. That's yeah. very true. I like it. That's a good one. Cool. Tight ass tip, Tim. Tight ass tip. This week is a good one. I saved a good one for Ian. It's got to be better than... Uh, I'm quite tight, so... <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you've got some tips for us. But, um, yeah, so, yeah, Stan, it will be better than shower when it rains. Yeah, that's that's now <laughs> that's now the uh, the rock bottom <laughs> on a scale of shower yeah. when it rains and to double dunk. <laughs> double dunk. <laughs> that was Dan's last week. Double tea dunk. Bag. Yeah, yeah, the tea bag. <laughs> <laughs> Ian literally witnessed a double dunk. Haven't. That's before. good. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, today's Tadas tip is lay by and purchase on sale. Have you ever heard of this? Yeah, that's not revolutionary. That is. <laughs> People forget about this. So, you're saying to, to buy an item while it's on sale and lay by it? No. And pay it off. Is that what you're saying? I'm saying lay by something. It's not on sale yet then. Mm. Wait for the sale and then buy it. Wait, you can do that? Yes. You can. You certainly mm. can. Surely not. Why wouldn't they? Why wouldn't they give you the discount? Because when you're putting it on layby, that's like well, return it and buy the a price. return it and buy the sale product. Yeah. Right? Have you done this? I know someone who has. <laughs> I have a source, Dan. I have a source. Who? He's probably the biggest follower of tight arsism <laughs> that I've ever met. Okay. Yeah. He's got some very good. So does layby actually tips. exist these days? Yeah. I was yeah. About that too. Yeah. I mean, it does. Yeah. <laughs> so, if there's something you want to buy, yeah, and you're like, damn, I really don't want to like, I know that a sale is going to come up. So, like, yep. classic Kathmandu, always have sales. If you go in and just by chance, the sale ended last week and it's now full price and you want it, lay by it. So, wait he, for the next sale to start. Here, he, I got a few questions. All right. So, when you lay by something, you're not, you're not taking possession of that item. You're not using it. You're not enjoying it. They're just holding it for you, right? Yep. yep. Why not just go to the store when the sale's on? Yeah, that's Are they going to run out Good. of stock at Kathmandu? Maybe. Are they running out of puffer jackets this year? They might. In small men's, Tim? <laughs> <laughs> they might. They might. Okay. I'm uncertain. <laughs> <laughs> I like the idea in principle. I'm not sure of its, of application. its pra- yeah, application. Yeah, I can't think. Yeah, you're right. I mean, that's a fair, it's a valid point. Yeah. <laughs> it's a valid point. No, but you are reserving, you're reserving that stock. You're reserving it. does mean it. that no one else can here's, zump you. Here's um, some, some inside um, sales trading. Yeah, if okay. you have the no that a sale is coming in like a week, mm. then secure it. Yes. Mm. But if you're just... Hoping that sometime mm. in the next six months there's a sale on and they're going to hold that. You're right. Surely you can just yeah wait. You're right. And some places actually even offer a price guarantee. So, I know the good guys, mm. um, if you buy something within 30 days, if the price changes, I think you have to take out their warranty or something. They will actually dis- they will give you a refund it's on the good. portion. Yeah. So, if it goes into sale after you've purchased it. But don't you hate that though? You buy mm. something, then a week later it's on sale. Yeah. That is annoying. So, just put it on lay-by. Mm. If you don't need it for a while, wait for the sale. There's mm. going to be a sale. And then get the discount. Yeah. Choose the discount. Yeah. So, buy when there's sales. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you can't tell when the sale's going to be, Dan. Lay-by it. Reserve your product. Okay. If you're listening to this and you've done this and it works, write in <laughs> and tell us about your experience. If you're on the Too Drunk community page right now, Look, and, and, and you're listening to this and you're like, actually, you know what? I do have a story. I'm going to post this. Please. We will read that post out. Or if you don't want us to, we won't. But we will. I can probably read that next week. ask my friend who told me about it. Next week, we'll call him. I do, I do want to get him on. He's, 
Yeah. He's got some good tips. He's pretty amazing. <laughs> His tips are pretty amazing. Yeah. All right. Well, that's that's uh, that's that's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> they always are. Are you suggesting yeah. it wasn't his best though? No. I mean, <laughs> look. Hey, it's better than shower rain, but <laughs> apart from that, <laughs> it's bottom half. <laughs> Let's move on to our main topic. Cool. Main topic this week, uh, as we said before, we're going to talk about when you're self-employed or if you're a first home buyer, what are the things you need to be considering when trying to buy your first home and get a loan for it? Because it can be difficult. A lot of people don't realize that there's a big contradiction between saving tax and getting a loan. Mm. <laughs> Some people uh, don't think that far ahead or yeah. um, you really need to be planning a lot of this in advance. So, so I'd like to, to explore that. Yeah. I, that even hit the nail on the head there. Self-employed. Yeah. yeah. Saving tax is one thing. Yeah. But, um, when you got to sell a business or you want to borrow money against mm. your financials, then, then it becomes mm. a different story. Yeah. yeah. And generally at the time, like, if you are saving some tax, you're like, ah, I'm not borrowing money anytime soon. Mm. But six months is a long time. Six months later, you've lost your tax return. It's not the end of a new financial year yet. Mm. And you've made uh, $15,000 of taxable income last year. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be pretty hard to borrow some money based yes, on that. That would be difficult. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> or at least a lot of money. Enough to, to borrow for the current housing market anyway. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm, mm. But I mean... Is, is it true? I mean, that there's a bit of a stigma around being self-employed and banks making it more difficult to to lend. No, not really. No? So, there, there is. It's more difficult from a time frame perspective. So, when you get a job, um, banks will generally lend to you, even in probation, um, if mm. you're doing a job that you've done previously. So, okay. for mm. example, a nurse moves from Gosford Hospital to a private hospital. Even if she's on probation, yeah. you can use that income. Mm. The challenge for self-employed is that um, most banks want two years of financials. Some banks want one year of financials. Um, And there are some lenders that don't need financials. They use your your business activity statements. But with those lenders, you're going to be paying higher rates. Mm. But to get into the the major banks, um, you you can have one year of financials. So Mm. it is – the time frame is quite different. So so even if you've been – a, a you know a builder that worked for a building company was paid yeah. 100 grand a year and then they've moved across to self-employed they've then got to wait yeah. one year to get their financials in place that's mm. tricky and and the first year as we all know running a business is not mm. always the best year yeah actually so you're very really true. looking at your second year financials so yeah so when you are when you are thinking about about a loan and if you're moving from mm. from um uh, PAYG or mm. to, to self-employed, it's probably best to, to think about the timing on that before you do it yeah. uh, or really think that, that I've got two years probably, a year yeah. and a half to two years before I can access um, reasonable reasonable funds that reflect the earnings of my business. Yeah, mm. yeah. That is, that is a very good point and something that probably a lot of people don't think about when they go into business mm. is, hey, it's going to be at least two years here mm. until I'm in a position to refinance or borrow. Um, so, yeah, that's probably learning number one if, yeah. You're, yeah. if you're just starting out in um, business. Yeah. From a, the fi- if you have good financials prepared by good accountants like Cats Accountants, <laughs> then then to get the actual loan is, is mm. pretty simple really yeah, at the end okay. of the day. You yeah. just yeah. put your kept financials in, they run through it. And yeah. it's, it's not that much different, but it is that timing we were just talking timing. about, which is, which is the challenge. Yeah. There's also challenges though when it comes to like – um, you know, business isn't like you said. Business isn't always a straight line of profit and growth. So sometimes you have a bad year. Um, it, how does that play out? If say in year one you've made a loss, and in year two you've made a solid profit, is there averaging? So, so is there-, there is. So some banks will just take one year financials. So they'll yeah. take your current financials and and run with those. Even if you've made a a loss the year before, you do you don't need to present them. You just need mm-hmm. to present one. Um, if it's a bank that has two, they often have a twenty percent uplift between the two. So, yeah. if you've made a hundred grand one year and you make one hundred and thirty, they'll only take you to one hundred and twenty. So, yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. So it's really the banks that, that look at one year financials, and yeah. that's another important point. If you have a very good year, yeah, that's the time to go in and borrow. Yeah, okay. It, yeah. it can also be that say there was some tax planning opportunities in year one that made your profit 
be much worse mm. or, or even a loss for, you know, you've written off assets because the ATO are allowing that right now. Mm. And then next year you've got this giant profit. Yep. Uh, how does the bank handle those things where it's like, all right, well, we could immediately expense all of our assets right now. Yep. Many people are doing that as mm. we speak. Yep. Uh, and so you make no profit, Very but your business point. operations is exactly the same. Yeah. So the banks... Um, look at the operating profit. So, they yeah. don't, so they'll add back depreciation. They'll add yep. back. Um, so if you pay yourself um, uh, additional super, you mm. can add the super back. Nice. You can add back any write-off. So yep. it really is the basic cash flow of the business um, mm. following the standard procedures. I mean, you know, um, so if you do pay yourself more super, then then that's fine. You can, mm. you can use that. It's really, cool. yeah. Yeah, um, cool. So the banks do certainly understand self-employed. Mm. Well, not all of the banks, but... Yeah. but particular lenders yeah Yeah. Yeah. so i guess your choice is to an extent limited more limited than if you were so um an employee it is more limited yeah Uh, i i definitely agree with the statement not every bank understands it as well as the other ones because i've I've had experiences with some banks um just dealing with clients who come back and ask these questions and, and you answer them and they just don't quite get it or they don't understand and and they start you know, talking about not allowing this to happen. So, for, for an example, yeah. um, there was an, an ATO amended assessment on someone's return. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was a very simple thing. It was it was nothing we could have lodged. It was something that happened on their end, and uh, the ATO they initiated. kept yeah, yeah the ATO initiated it. We didn't lodge anything. They kept coming back and saying, "Can you give us the tax return?" I said, <laughs> "Yep, here is the tax return we lodged." Here is the amended assessment the ATO gave. Mm. Uh, why are they different? Well, okay, I explained it. Here you go. Here's all this. Okay, so give us the re-lodged tax return. I said, we, we didn't lodge it. It was an ATO amended assessment. Mm. And this went on for a month. Mm. They just didn't get it. They mm. just didn't get it. <laughs> it's so funny when you're in situations yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah, it is. And and that's actually more around the actual individual assessor that you get rather yeah. than, the, than the bank's policy. Yeah, okay. So, okay. yes. That's just, but then you have the opposite just, sometimes, and it's like, yeah, okay, that makes sense, great, thanks. Exactly right. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, it, it, yeah. It, there is, um, yeah, certainly the quality of assessors out there can vary significantly. Mm. I was telling Dan in that case to just create a fake amended tax return yeah. with the ATO <laughs> information that they changed, and just be like, here it is. <laughs> yes, yes, but not good advice. No. No. <laughs> he didn't do it. No. I I'd be like, here's an example of what it would look like if <laughs> yeah. we prepared the amendment. <laughs> yeah. If you would pr- choose to accept this, then fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I think it can differ. And, and I know that some banks, yeah, as you said, allow one year's worth of financials. Some want two. Mm. Uh, we've had people tell us in the past, oh, yeah, if, if you've got an ABN for two years, go to the, you can go to this bank or you can go to that bank. Mm. Um, what yeah. about you're a wage earner from your own company? Mm. Yeah. Now, there's a few a few things I've seen here over the years. If the company's got good, solid profits, you're taking wages, fantastic. Thumbs up. Yep. You just need to provide extra information, right? So, they're going to ask for all your payslips plus probably evidence of money hitting your bank and stuff like that. So, you can tell us about that scenario, but I'm also interested in the scenario where the company doesn't have retained profits. You're taking a wage and the company is making a loss. What happens there for a self-employed person? Well, then you would take the wage. So yep. let's say they made $100,000 and yep. let's say the business lost $10,000. So yep. you, you d- deduct that 10000 off. Yep. However, then you go through the non-cash items and add them back on. Yeah, so cool. That's where you would end up. So. Yeah. And if historically they've always made losses, some businesses do. There's just strange just things well, that happen. They're just well planned. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, so they've got, let's just say, two hundred grand of retained losses. Well, as, as long from as the, the as last lo- ten years, as long as the cash is flowing through the business yeah. and there is uh, um, um, excess cash, then mm. that's what it will be assessed on. They're probably a very asset-heavy business because that yeah. means they're so writing they're off writing a lot of assets. Stuff all the time. So yeah. if they're writing stuff off, that 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 doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, that is interesting. Yeah, because in in my experience, um, going through as someone who has a company but takes a wage mm. it's exactly what tim said it was just here's my payment slips here's the financials from the company mm. and they said great thankfully <laughs> that's profits good. profits yeah. awesome you're good mm. yeah um but you can't use profits from the company to try and borrow more can you 
it's going to be more yeah, aligned. So you can if you, you if can? you're if you're 100% shareholder or 50% mm. okay. shareholder. Yep. Then then they may include some of the income absolutely. from the business. Yeah. So if if there's um if the business makes $150,000 before profit and you receive and you own 100% of the business and you receive 100 grand in you can add that 50 grand on. Oof. That's nice. It's when you it's when um it's when you're 25% or below right. shareholder. Right. Um that's when it gets Okay. That's that's when they're, they're so, so that is an interesting question. If if you're below that twenty five percent, do they even look at the company's no. businesses financials? No, right. Unless unless you're receiving really consistent dividends. dividends. Yeah. Right. So if the company was paying dividends every six months or every twelve yeah. months mm. consistently, yeah. then they would take those. They won't look at it in terms of income, but will they look at it in terms of let's make sure this isn't a hot mess of liabilities and, and debt and certain bankruptcy? Yeah, do they consider you even to be self-employed at that point? That's a good question. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. Because, oh, uh, we're, no, I mean... We're forever writing letters saying this is just a inactive company, but yeah. they probably have more than 25% of the shareholding. So. Mm. Yes. Yeah. But no, um, in, in probably in answer to your question, unless they're getting... They're treated as a shareholder and employee. That's what I'd say. Yeah, okay. So, yeah. They get cool. paid the salary, and mm. if they do get a dividend, consistent dividend, but mm. the rest of the, the cash is it wouldn't be cool. wouldn't be considered. There you go. Mm. Yeah, you're on on the ball. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, we're asking you the hard questions here. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, like for self-employed people, then the the really big thing there is aim for those consistent profits in business. Yeah, and we we say this all the time, and it's a controversial stance for accountants is that profits are good. Tax is good. <laughs> Paying tax is usually an indication of a good business, not a bad well, one. Well, what's the company tax rate these days? 20, it's better be 26. Better be 26. Yeah. I mean, that's, it's not a bad tax rate. No, it's good. It's, it's better than if you're earning over $45,000, it's a better tax rate than that. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So, it's so solid. I think small businesses being... I mean, they've, they've been coming down nicely over the last mm. few years, those rates. Mm. And... Yeah. and um, yeah, unfortunately, or fortunately, whatever way, um, accessing money these days is is you require really good, consistent financials to, mm. to make sure that you can you know, yeah you, you can get what you're after. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, I think the key to all of this is is planning. Yeah, it's business planning and life planning, and yeah. and like we always say, you know, your business and your lifestyle need to tie in together, and and the two goals need to be aligned mm -hmm. so if, if you're hoping to buy a house if you're hoping to do these things and you've got this business then the two need to be working together and you need to think ahead so mm. i'm going to buy a house in the next six months probably don't start your business and quit your job <laughs> yeah. yes yeah yeah unless you've got the cash <laughs> that's very ambitious yeah uh if if you're going to buy a house uh you know in the next year, maybe work really hard on your business's cash flow and profitability this year. Yeah. Um, the, you know, rather than take maybe some of the tax planning opportunities that, that might lower your profit and lower your tax, mm. uh, but but don't help you when it's time to get a loan. Mm. Tax planning opportunity or cashies. <laughs> or cashies, yeah. And we've said this before. <laughs> if you're taking cashies, you're not borrowing on that. No, you yeah. can't. No. You can't borrow. And no. it's going to be very hard to prove that as part of the value of your business to sell yeah. as well. And um, the other thing is to do director's loans. Yeah. Not, mm. not particularly well looked at either. Mm. So, I mean, yeah. sure, there are director's loans, but you, you can't be just consistently taking money out of the business. True. Director's loans. True. Yeah, well, That's just not gonna stack up. purely for Division 7A purposes, it's a problem. And mm. we, we've done a whole episode on that recently. Huge um, problem. Yeah, so let's, let's shift focus a little bit to to the other side of, of my problems in life and, <laughs> and and that's the first home buyers yeah because uh, there's you know there's a lot of us out there um, we're doing it tough shout out to all you first home buyers out there right now I support you so we've cleared the first hurdle you're a business owner first home buyer so yeah. the yeah. business stuff tick yeah. and I Done. like this this story where we're, we're telling here because it literally follows what's happened in my life <laughs> <laughs> I did clear that first hurdle. I've got pre-approval for a loan. I've gone through all that process. And uh, now it's the first home buyer bit that mm. I'm struggling with because house prices have skyrocketed. But there are some things out there for first home buyers when borrowing. Yeah. Uh, so, let's, yeah. let's chat about some of those things. Sure. What are you seeing with first home buyers? Well, the biggest thing is to get the deposit. Yeah. So, mm. everyone says you need a 20% deposit. I mean, you don't 
have to have a 27% mm. deposit. It's nice. Mm. Um, but there are ways around that. And, mm. and I suppose, or there are options. I mean, mm. and the big one at the moment is a first home loan deposit scheme. Now, yep. that was so successful for established houses. Mm. I think there are a few places around, but they're pretty difficult to find. But the government yeah. has released another 10,000 spots for nice. 1 July for new home nice. uh, first home loan deposit schemes so you don't have to have the 20% deposit the bank will uh, not the bank the government will provide the guarantee yeah so this Beautiful. means you don't need to pay the um, mortgage lenders insurance or lenders LMI yeah insurance. other exactly. way around yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah so yeah correct so when, mm. when you don't have a 20% deposit you have to pay lenders mortgage insurance yeah. Yeah. the government's come in during COVID to provide mm. a guarantee mm. um, so then there's more so that's that's a good way and you really need five percent for that five percent yeah that's pretty good to get into that is there limits on the i think the first hurdle like the first yeah. problem with this side is limits though on what you can purchase. there is and 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 pricing has been going up so mm. central coast is i think it's 850 uh for a new home yeah um, okay Sorry, no, no, 950, 950. For um, a new home. For a if new you build, home. If, if you're building. building you got to yeah. be building a new home. So that's land. doable. That's doable. Mm. Why don't you build a house, Dan? Yeah, I mean, find a piece of land that's not in uh, just <laughs> Hamlin Terrace and <laughs> out, you got, out well away from where I'm living. What are you guys get against the Hamlin? There's that one There's that one block of land along uh, Lakin Street that's just been there forever. You know that one little patch? <laughs> yeah. Look at that guy. I thought that was a park. No. Yeah. Right, so it's nine fifty for a brand new. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's yeah, it's nine fifty for a yeah. new, for a new home. But what about what if about it's existing? A, yeah, home? existing. It's yeah. seven hundred. Seven. Jeez, it drops away. It does. Yeah, so that's seven hundred. If if you're in in my kind of bracket, um, if, if what we're trying to buy and on the central coast, then then essentially it's not usable. Well, it's, it's not really going to be a home. It's probably going to be an apartment or townhouse. Yeah. yeah. 100 grand. Yeah. That's what it's going to be. So that's kind of what the, I guess the government knows that, mm. don't they? They yeah. know it's going to be a, either a regional town or a one better apartment. Well, I think when they brought this in last year, they were worried about the, the house market dropping. Mm. Now mm. they're not concerned. So mm. they're, they're pushing along the new homes because that, yeah, that obviously yeah. stimulates building, stimulates all those things. So, true, true. So they've changed their directional focus from, from mm. established. Yeah, to, interesting. To new homes. Mm. Uh, yeah, so that that is an interesting one, and it definitely saves. You know, if, if you're buying, let's say you are building a home, and and it's a you know eight hundred, nine hundred thousand dollar place, then then that's like thirty grand of of insurance you would have had to pay. Yeah, yeah. you can be paying. Yeah. You can be paying that amount easily. Yeah. It's just making it more doable. So if it's nine hundred, um, let me just use my trusty calculator here. Uh, that's one hundred and eighty grand you got to come up with as a yeah, deposit plus a stamp duty. Deposit. Yeah, plus stamp duty, right? Well, stamp duty. Um, yeah, cuts in at eight hundred. So for first home buyers, yeah, um, no stamp duty is six fifty. Yeah, mm-hmm. but then up to eight hundred and it cuts at, at eight hundred, it's about thirty grand as well. So at nine hundred, it's not that dissimilar. So, to so that. call it. 210. So 210 you'd need. 215. Then you need yeah. your pest inspection. You need your conveyance. Yeah, throw yeah. another five grand. Yeah, yeah another, another five. five. Then you're going to move. Then you're probably going to want to buy yeah. some new furniture. You're at 220, that. 230. Yeah. So all of a sudden, your 180, your 20% target mm. is now probably more like 30%. Mm. Yeah. It's pretty, oh, 25%. Let's 25. Say. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, 30 yeah. actually because, yeah. Once you've got it just yeah. moving in and mm. purchasing stuff. And you'll so, probably want to get some insurance for that house, so perhaps. You, <laughs> so you can see why I am um, smashing my head against the wall lately, Tim. Yeah. So the other, I mean, the other big option that I come across a lot is family guarantees. Yeah. yeah. Um, and there's a lot of that going on, and that's mm. the bank of mum and dad. Yeah. Yeah. Good um, bank, that one. Shout out. <laughs> that is a good bank. Um, my, You've my, got kids. So I do have you're kids. You're a bank. And, and I'm no doubt, oh, I wouldn't call it a, just an automatic teller, is it? <laughs> <laughs> ATM. Yeah. Um, Love it. The, the, the one bit of advice I give on family guarantees is, is have a good chat to your parents first mm. about mm. it. I had a case recently where a couple found the place and they really wanted it and then mm. they jumped, they sort of just put it on their mum or dad, mm. I can't remember which one, and the mum and dad just backed away from it because mm. of... Did it cost them money? Anyone money? No, it didn't or? cost money, but mm. but it just. I think if they if they had planned it and talked down and sat mm. down with their mum and dad and said, "Look, this is what we're looking at doing," and and, yeah. and done it in a in a in a slower manner, yeah, they they may have got across the line. But mum and dad, they were keen for a while and then they backed away. Mm. Well, keen for a couple of days and then they backed away. So, mm. family guarantees are, are, are 
you know, it's it's a it's a it's a very good way because you actually don't need any deposit. Then you can actually mm. borrow to one hundred and five percent. Yeah, that's something I didn't know until recently. Is that or you can even one hundred and seven? Yeah, yeah. What you can borrow above the value of so the house. I've got no money. Yeah, but uh, mum and dad have a lot of equity. <laughs> yeah, can you that. give me the house and seven percent of it? Yeah, well, they're not giving you anything. They're just guaranteeing the loan, or just the portion. No, just the last yeah. twenty percent. Last twenty. Seven percent potentially. Yeah. yeah. But you said you can borrow one hundred and seven percent of the house. Yep. Yeah. So so. But they're only having to guarantee the short. Deposit. The twenty-seven yeah. percent in that instance. Yeah. 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 But but you're buying a nine hundred thousand dollar place. Yeah. And they're giving you, what's seven percent of that? Yeah. Yeah. Right. They're giving you seventy grand. Yeah. yeah potentially. Yeah. Here's some cash in the bank for your new furniture. I think it's more <laughs> like crazy. his. Uh, his uh, stamp duty costs and well, that is it's yeah. that that's what the seven percent. That's is. what yeah. the seven percent yeah, is. Yeah. Stamp uh, duty. Yeah. No, it's not not just for yeah. Okay, for right. pay money. It's okay, for, yeah. So it's for, for costs. Okay, it's right. effectively one hundred percent plus costs. Okay, yeah. okay, yeah. okay. All right, yeah. makes sense. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah, you could just be like, cool, I'm going to get seventy grand. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I get what you're saying now. Yeah. But you got to be able to service that loan. Yeah. Nine hundred yeah. grand, and that's that's big loan. Yeah. For a first home buyer. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> the other, I guess, the other side of things. This is what I've spoken to friends and things about. Only because I went, I, I got a family pledge when I bought my house. Yeah. Uh, we saved up a big deposit, but not enough for the twenty yeah. percent. Um, and prices were a lot cheaper when we when we bought compared to today. Um, but um, I guess you have to have that chat with your parents around how long they're going to be in the house too, because yeah, will it restrict? them from perhaps selling the asset that's securing well because they do sign a mortgage yeah. on their property for the value of the 20 percent. yeah so the best approach there's so there's two approaches is one um you do split the loan so there's a loan for the 20 percent or however how much mm-hmm. um but also if the property goes up in value then you can revalue the property yep. and then mm. once it's below 80 percent or 80 yep. percent then that guarantee can be released cool so they're, yeah. the, they're the two things you've really got to think about. but like let's say it's within 12 months the property value hasn't gone up um mom and dad want to sell the house is it going to be a problem um that would read that yeah it's, it's not a problem but it's it would just add more complexity to the yeah, sale so they've is. got to sell it and then they have to remortgage their their, their new place that they're yeah going to. if the, if they they would need to buy a new place i think i also heard somewhere that if if let's say they sold the house and didn't buy a new place um then it would just fall back on you to pay the mortgage insurance is would that is that the case I've not come across that. Yeah. So, mm. um, so if they were to remove their guarantee, yeah, um, then yeah, they would assess the loan at that point and yeah. determine mm. what the, the latest mortgage insurance would be. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully, hopefully you get a good bank value. <laughs> yeah. So he, he might, you That's might be fifteen percent right. instead of. I'm going to order twenty bank valuations. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I'm going to take the highest one. Yes. <laughs> Too bad it was. Yes. Through every bank and just yeah. revalue the place. It was Pepper's money. Yeah, exactly. It. Interest rates seven percent. <laughs> yeah, but the, the other approach that people do take is um, they take a commercial look at the lender's mortgage insurance amount and they go, yeah. "I've saved ten percent or twelve percent." Sort of when you get to twelve percent, that's when the the lender's mortgage insurance tends to come down quite nicely. Mm, so okay. you might be paying ten grand or twelve grand around okay. there. Yeah, just add it to the cost of what Correct. you're buying. Just add yeah. it to the cost yeah. because people go, you know, I want to get in. I'm paying rent. Yeah, mm. it's just the cost of it's it's cost of doing cost business. Of doing business mm. at the end of the day, and mm. so that goes back to my point, really, where you don't have to have twenty percent. It's it's preferred, but at mm. the end yeah. of the day, there are different options to consider. Mm. Yeah, yes. mm. so you don't have to have twenty without a family guarantee. Five percent depending on the house value, you, you might be hit with a pretty big mortgage insurance. 5% you'd be paying. Yeah, yeah. Mm. but 5%. at 10 to 15%, it's starting to, to look a bit better. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. There you go. Stamp duty rules are changing too. Potentially. They New haven't passed that. I think uh, they're still in consultation mm. about whatever happens there. That might I mean, make it easier. If if And it looks like I'm not going to buy a house before the end of June. If, if that kicks Ooh. in, um, it, hopefully that house prices don't jump up by the equivalent amount. But... Mm. Uh, I could either pay it up front or not. I can choose. Yeah. If I'm not going to live in that house for longer than I think it was roughly 10 years, then I'd actually work out better than than not. That's cool. 
So how, does, how much did you pay per year? They haven't come up with an exact figure. Right. But it, but it was it was like a, a flat rate per year. There's like a percentage or something similar to land tax. Yeah. Mm. Um, and I'm assuming over time they'd push that up. <laughs> That's just what they do. Yeah. So especially state governments who um, just have to justify their own existence from no, time to time. That's true. Yeah. Uh, so I think, yeah, the, the idea would be it would be like land tax every year, you'd pay an amount and then, or they will give you the option to pay the stamp duty upfront. Mm. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Yeah. And then never have to which, pay the land tax. Which, mm. you know, I, I think a, a yearly amount actually makes more sense because it fluctuates with the value of the house. Yeah. Um, it doesn't it doesn't negatively impact future buyers the same way the current system does. Mm. Um, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. See what happens with it. It might not even happen. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Okay. So, family pledge is a good option. Um a, a first home super saver scheme that's that's another one yeah we've spoken about it on the podcast when it first came out and then there were some changes with that so feel free to go back and listen to that but that's something that i utilized yeah i, I did it it does work they've increased it in the budget recently up mm. to 50 grand that's right Ian? yeah that's right 50 yeah. grand yeah mm. uh so so that's another one that a first home and buyer can use and that's where you can save for your deposit through your super by yeah. additional contributions above mm. the employer. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, exactly. Where you salary sacrifice into super. Yeah. And then, then access that money. Yeah. That's but again, right. that needs a bit of planning, doesn't it? Oh, it does easy. need planning. And, and there's a process to get the money out and, yeah. and you do pay tax again on the way back out. Yeah. And so if, if you are a higher income earner, it doesn't really benefit you all that much compared mm. to a lower income earner, which I suppose is part of it. You know, they're, they're mm. assuming a higher income earner can mm. afford a house more than a lower income yeah. earner. Um, but um, yeah, it, it is good. Need to do, be organized. Do you see many people using it? No, I don't. Yeah. No. <laughs> no, I don't. Yeah. I've known of Actually, two people who've used it. Oh. And I'm one, one of them. To yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I was an accountant, so I could understand it. The other yeah. is a good friend of ours who yeah. called us every day, maybe five times a day for about three weeks mm. whilst he was releasing the funds. Mm. So, <laughs> so, it was not easy. So, you can't bad. make a quick purchase with those no, funds. No, that's the thing. You need to be organized. You need to release the funds. Yeah. Yeah. I've already released mine. Oh, yet to buy a house. <laughs> yeah, you've got 12 months. Yeah. Before they tax you. <laughs> I'll buy it in 12 months. I think they announced recently that you might be able to extend it now. Okay. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. It's just sitting in my bank account. Worst case scenario, I just put it back in. Mm. We've been talking about planning and I just mm. thought I might just jump topics even Go for it. Please. You guys are the we, boss. L- we love <laughs> no. to just... <laughs> no, no, We've no, been no. talking a lot about first-time buyers and younger yeah. people, but the other, the other end of the scale is I get quite a few questions from older borrowers about... Oh, I'm 55 or 60 and I can't borrow. Mm. Um, that's not the case. Um, you can borrow. We just need to have a plan in place about how we exit the loan mm. on retirement. So yeah. the banks um, have, have historically at times provided 30-year loans to people who are 60, 65 years old. Yeah, well. and, and that's been very difficult for people when they retire at 67 or mm. 70 yeah. or whatever it might be. Yeah. And, and certainly that's one of the type of things that came out of the Royal Commission. And so mm. now... Whenever we do a loan, we, we, um, if the term of the loan goes past the retirement date, which is 67 mm. or 70 uh, maximum, um, then we just need to put a plan in place about how that loan's going to be paid down. But mm. there's a lot of people out there, 55, 50, 60, who, mm. who are well cashed up and are interested to in doing things, but they're a little bit... Um, bit nervous about going to banks these days because of the yeah. stigma there's no mm. stigma there there's 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 all we gotta do is sit down and nice. and and just come up with a plan of how that's going to be cool it's going to be clear that so day. what are the plans yeah. is it uh, you you're you're planning to sell the house when you retire or so, is it you're planning to yeah so there's a couple <coughs> so one mm. one is there's two key and one is using superannuation to clear the debt so okay but banks mm. banks Quite a few banks accept that, but mm. the other is is um, particularly around investments and things like that is, is mm. selling the property. And some banks do take the downsizing of, of your own occupied house mm. as a as a clear um, exit plan as well. Oh, so, wow! So you may be that's pretty cool. Yeah, you may be um, you know, um, with a big family and, and you mm. want to get another house at the moment. You can do that yeah. um, with the plan to to, to to downsize at a later date nice. and to clear that debt. So Perfect. so there are. Options. There are options around that as well. There you go, Dan. Well, if it takes you 25 years to find a house, then I may uh, need you to can get talk about my, <laughs> I may need to talk about my exit plan at that point. Yeah. 
it's looking that way. Did you see that alpha move Ian just pulled there and changed the topic? I what? did, yeah. yeah that, that was a complete alpha move. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. But you guys are talking about planning. I thought, well, this is like- no, that's, it, right. it, it is it's a really good point of- because I've, I have heard people say that and, it, and it's part of that whole planning process again because if you're trying to get your business to suit your lifestyle, then a exit plan or a succession plan mm. or retirement plan is, is part of that. Yeah. Um, so I yeah, think it would actually be quite in. healthy for a lot of people to sit down and make that plan mm. as well. That's a pretty it is. good it's, thing to do. Yeah. Because yeah. you don't want to see, you know, over the years, we've seen people retire and unfortunately they haven't thought ahead. Mm. They don't have enough cash to get them through. They have mm. a, a very good asset sitting there. So perhaps finance is one thing they could consider really with an exit plan. Well, exactly right. So if you're sitting mm. there with, with a no mortgage on a million dollar or $2 million property, yeah. you can access equity to buy an investment property to to, to, um, yeah, well. to generate some income. income. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It's not a bad option. Not a bad option. Don't mind that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking. I'm just, I'm just like thinking through a list of clients in my head yeah. at the moment. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's often overlooked. I think we're, we're talking about first home buyers, mm. and I might just go back to that slightly. Okay, okay. sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, another alpha move. Love it. A, well, I suppose there's a couple <laughs> of key things that that um, for first home buyers and for businesses and whatever is is. is the, the liabilities that you're carrying at that time when and Dan you've been through mm. this recently but um, credit cards have certainly reduce mm. your borrowing capacity significantly yeah. so all debts reduce your borrowing capacity cool. so it's very important to if you're thinking about going for a loan in a period of time to re- to clear your debts if you can yeah. reduce your credit card limits or cancel them or cancel them even better yeah. um, after pay all of those type of things. Um, yeah. For example, a five thousand dollar credit card packs your borrowing capacity by about thirty grand. Wow. There you go. But the big one is hex debts. Mm. So, really? Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. They, they have a massive impact. So Do they really? Huge impact. So, wow! I never knew that. Yeah. Mm. Wow. So if you've got if you're on a hundred grand, mm. and you've yeah. got um, your hex repayment is eight thousand dollars a year, mm-hmm. and that and that's going to affect your your loan by about a hundred grand. Your borrowing capacity by a hundred grand. Wow. Jeez. So, so you may only have a $15,000 hex debt, mm. um, but which is going to get paid. It's still going to affect you by $8,000. It's going to affect you by, yeah, you've got to pay $8,000. Yeah, so it's going to so affect you $100,000. Grand. Grand. So, and they don't do it, oh, it's going to end in two years or anything no, like that. No, they don't. They just assume it's like that forever. That's right. That's oh. the way they assess it. So yeah, that's I, brutal. A lot of younger people I see and they've got 20000 sitting in an account and they've got $15,000 hex debt. I just say, let's pay that hex debt. And wow. Then, then, uh, wow. Well, it makes more sense to pay those down now as well, given the interest rates are pretty similar to market rates. Well, they are. Yeah. Um, I mean, we always talk about hex as being cheap debt, which, mm. which it is. But, yeah. But, um, but it's now pretty much market. But that, when, when it's affecting your borrowing capacity that much, mm. it's, it's, mm. it's difficult. So that's interesting because I have a help debt. Well, not for long. I'm, I'm, it's, it'll be gone this year. So if, if I go back to the bank, and, uh, not that I really want to borrow much more than what I'm able to do nah, right now, anyway. But <laughs> yeah, everyone's doing. I'm kind it. of maxed out on what they uh, yeah well, what they told me anyway. That'd be that'd be having yeah. a fair impact. Just do it, Dan. Keep pushing the uh, market prices up <laughs> in my general area. That'd no, be excellent. No, <laughs> I think I'm going to start like I don't know somehow influence the market locally. I don't know how to do it, but. Uh, Create some sort of tiny home colony. Tiny home colony. <laughs> Shelly Beach. Yeah, I should invite all of the um, dodgy people just to come like live in one street and just really bring out Slumdog it. Well, you know what, Dan? You know who had the last laugh out of those 16-year-old girls on the netball court and me? It was me. <laughs> they're not in the property market yet. <laughs> no, I'm a 60-year-old, 16-year-old girl. <laughs> yeah, that's how I'm looking at you right now. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to break your ankle if you keep talking. <laughs> <laughs> Can't get more broken than it already is. No, so. exactly. So, yeah. so cool. yeah, was there any other any other tips or advice you can That was a big one. That up? helped that one. That's yeah. Pretty, yeah. Mm. yeah. Um, I mean, really, we've... It's all. It's a lot about. I, I mean, really, what it is is, is planning, speaking to someone, mm. a mortgage broker, of course, mm, yeah. um, early on, uh, uh, and, yeah. and and um, just so that everyone's aware, mortgage brokers are paid by the bank. So mm. the the, um, the the borrower, there's no cost to the borrower at all. Mm. Yeah. You 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 approach them, have a chat to them, and then they can point you in the right direction and say, well, mm. we should need to do this, we need to do that. And the other thing that um, often you can do is put a savings plan in place with them as well and say, mm. look, you're at 5% now, let's try and get you to 10 or 12%, mm. cut that LMI down and then clear a couple of debts out and then 
yeah. six months time you're ready to go so yeah again That's... it's it's yeah I, and it happens so often where i get a phone call oh, i want to put an offer on a place mm. tomorrow um haven't done anything with finance done mm. nothing <laughs> done nothing that, i can relate to that I yeah can't. i, I, I sort of say you that. basically did that but well, that would make me so process, nervous at least. well yeah. it's not pleasant maybe two or three years ago when things were quiet it was probably mm. not a bad i mean it's not good anyway yeah but, it's more, but these days it's not it's impossible I, i've just yeah. seen friends yeah. in, you know including tim be extremely stressed mm. over a period trying to go through, and you know most of them or all of them end up being successful but mm. but a stressful period for those people tearing their hair out i had other friends doing the same thing mm. i said i don't want to do that yeah so i i did exactly that i went in i met mm. made my plan i already mm. had a plan i already had the savings but i went to the pre-approval process mm. the thing that scares me though is when they say the pre-approval is not a guarantee that they will lend you the money no, it's not mm. a guarantee. and so i get nervous about that a little bit because they're still going to value the house value the house but i understand they still want to make sure you're still yeah. earning that income things like that probably so apart from like all right, so here's my pay slips and here's all that again. Nothing's changed and the house value is fine. Surely nothing else could go wrong if they've already done a full assessment of all the other information. Um, some banks do a full assessment, some banks don't. So yeah, okay. it depends on the bank you go to. Okay. So um, some banks will go through and and review the statements and, mm. and mm. Uh, basically do, do a full review mm. and give you a, a pre-approval. Mm. Other banks actually put it just through a computer yeah right and, and give you an approval now hmm. um and so um you just people you just need to be aware of which banks are, are doing mm. and, and that's you, you ask if, if you are nervous you say is this a full full approval yeah um because um so other banks don't do it and at the moment mm. a lot of banks have actually turned off pre-approval so oh yeah, wow okay. Yeah, because it's just clogging up the whole yeah, system. Yeah, okay. Moment, so. Everyone's getting mm. pre-approvals. Yeah. yeah, and then they're not converting, and then that's wow. taking up banks' time. So quite a few banks have actually stopped pre-approvals, or they've gone to a very what they call light pre-approval. So. Wow, isn't that nerve-wracking though? Then for people going for a loan, they have no idea if it's going to be approved or not. Yeah, yeah. you've got to be. Yeah, you've got to be comfortable that your finances are, are, are in order. Are yeah. in order. Yeah. yeah, and there's not something that mm. could come out of the closet. So. Get a good broker as well. <laughs> it's going to help a bit there. Um, uh, alpha mortgage broking. That's, uh, <laughs> that's, that's what you should see. <laughs> uh, Ian, if, if people do want to get in touch with you, Ian, uh, how should they? Um, so I work for Smartline. So you just 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 uh, get on that browser, Smartline, Ian Wynn, mortgage Perfect. broker, Central Coast. Uh, e- email address or phone number you want to give out? Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> Home address? Yeah. <laughs> tax on yeah, yeah. income <laughs> so, so smart line central coast Ian Wynn and you'll come up that's exactly right Just google search it perfect right. perfect, awesome. perfect. Uh, Tim do you have an, uh, another thing this week I don't know if you remember this from last time Ian but we do mm. do other things these are things that are unrelated or can be related well we, we want a few unrelated things don't we we can't yeah. talk about all right Property, property for so long. Just rates yeah. whatever for so long. I've got one. I've got one, Dan. It's, yeah. a, bit of, it's a bit controversial. Go it's not. It. It's nothing like book or movie related like I usually do. Okay. It's a bit of lodgement deadline controversy. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Happened in our office, Dan. Yeah. So, let's. are you adding someone here, Tim? <laughs> are you adding somebody? I'm adding someone. And, and for what I understand, right. it actually might be two people. But Really? Potentially. Oh, wow. Potentially. So... Lodgement deadline day was on Monday, Ian, mm. um, which is a big day for accountants. There's a lot Huge of accountants listen to this like show. It's like Christmas day. It, it, yeah. Well, maybe <laughs> not celebrated like Christmas it's like day. It's the, the anti-Christmas day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's basically known as accountants is the day where you, you don't really lodge stuff. You just put together a list of people who you're going to request extensions for. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's been a big 12 months with COVID. Yeah. I'm sure a lot of people have long extension lists. Yeah. We were doing, we did pretty good this year, to be honest. That's like, actually um, better than most other years. I, it's better For than most. For some reason, we're, we're better. Yeah. We're, we're ahead. So, which is probably why I'm outing yeah. people. So, in our team, I felt <laughs> like people were a bit too relaxed. Mm. So much so that uh, Sarah oh, booked yeah. a facial <laughs> at 3.30 on the day of lodgement deadline. That's how relaxed things she were. She was confident, wasn't she? She was very confident. She, was very, she even said that. I was confident. <laughs> 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 I 
But is that I, misguided confidence? Look, it, potentially, maybe. But at, at the same rate, that's a good sign, Dan. That's it it is a good sign. That our team a, felt that comfortable on yeah. Lodgeman deadline day. Yeah, they went and got a facial at three thirty. And in fairness, everything got done. It did. It's fine. Everything got done. Yeah. So extensions um, that were applied but, for. But we will definitely be um, giving Sarah some shit. Well, <laughs> this is part of that. <laughs> so Sarah, when you're listening to this, uh, what's up? How was your facial? How's your facial? Yeah. <laughs> she told me she only listens to the first 20 minutes so. <laughs> She's not going to hear this <laughs> Yeah, no, I thought that was funny That was a funny tidbit But like, yes. I'm sure many accountants this week Have been pulling their hair out mm. for watching deadlines So, take a deep breath Yeah, Go get a facial Listen to the podcast Listen to the podcast, get nice and relaxed Don't worry about your pre-approval No yep. one's getting pre-approvals no. these days no. and, uh, and yeah, all will be right in the world Yes, all will be right in the world. So, my other thing this week yep. uh, is... What have I done this week? Uh, there's a new book. So, oh, and, uh, do you know what my other thing is, Tim? Uh, don't, because you haven't said it yet. It's my birthday in two days. Oh, it is too. <laughs> I'm, I'm turning a big, a big number this year. It's a prime number. Prime of my life, you might say. <laughs> 31. That's not why it's called a prime number. No, it's, <laughs> that's what I'm telling everyone. I'm in the prime of my life. It's, it's yeah. actually, prime numbers suck because uh, they're only divisible by themselves. Yeah. So. Uh, I will also be in the prime of my life when I turn uh, 37. <laughs> 39. Yeah. 41. Yeah. Lots of prime that's what we, life. That's what I would call a fallacy. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, uh, just uh, shout out to myself, I guess. Well, well done. You made it. Happy birthday, mate. You haven't made it yet. Well, by the time people, most people listen to this, it would have happened. So, uh, Ian, we actually had a health professional on the podcast. Mm. I'm not sure if you heard that episode. No, I didn't. Nah, you're not listening anymore. I am. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Selected. Yeah. So, he told us um, that you actually expire when you reach the age of 27. Expire. Your body expires. Yeah, uh, uh, there was something <laughs> along the, the lines of um, <laughs> our, <laughs> just if you look at our DNA you, or any DNA mm. of any animal, you, you can see how long they're meant to live for. Mm. And ours was something ridiculous, like, yeah, 27. 27. And then from that point on, it's just borrowed time. <laughs> <laughs> so, we're in the golden years right yeah. now. Yeah. Right in your prime. Yeah, well. <laughs> right in your prime. I, I, just watched, um, I just watched LeBron take a three-point in the NBA over Curry to, to secure the Lakers' seventh seed. That's pretty uh, good. And, and he's older than me. How so old is he? Like 38 or something, 37, 36. Yeah, he's, he's a legit specimen of a human. <laughs> <Yeah>. so. <laughs> he is. And apparently he spends $2 million a year on his health. Wow. And, and he's, uh, he's 36. He's a vampire. 36. He doesn't age. He's five years older than me. Mm. So I'm twice the expired age. <laughs> How does that work? <laughs> Well, I mean, you just, I mean, you're lucky, I guess. <laughs> I'm not a prime, though. No, that's unfortunate. Yeah. There'd be, there must be another prime number coming up soon. 57? Yep. That's yeah, a prime I number. I that would be, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. 57, Three 59. years, you'll be hitting your, your next wind. Mm, yeah. True. Almost everyone with a seven or a nine, except for a few exceptions. <laughs> yeah. Again, do you have any uh, other, other things? things? Do I have anything? Do you have yeah, anything? You don't Are you have to. enjoying a book or a movie or doing anything? Mm, I'll tell you what I d- have done recently. Yep. Um, for an older guy, I've, um, I'm doing a motorbike tour up in the Cape, Cape Tribulation. Oh, that'd be great. Wow. And, um, in cool. July. Yeah. Nice. And I've been shitting myself up there. <laughs> <laughs> so I went out and bought myself a motorbike a couple months ago. Nice, and, nice. And, Getting uh, some practice. You got your L's on, you're driving around. Oh, no, I've got the P's now. Yeah, nice. <laughs> uh, so up in Arimba State Forest, Rodigans. Nice. That's awesome. Smashing that out. So it's like dirt biking. Dirt biking. Oh, so it's dirt uh, biking. Yeah, Yamaha 250. Nice. Dirt. How good? Yeah, really good. Really good. Any stacks? Shitloads. <laughs> oh well, not stacks, but just sort of. Yeah, just toppling. Fall over. Yeah, controlled <laughs> falls. Yeah. yeah. You get yeah. stuck under the bike, obviously. You're here. No, you're here I, I tend to leap away with yeah. the bike. <laughs> so, yes, nice. Yes. That's really cool. Yeah, that yeah, sounds like a lot good. of fun. Where's Cape Tribulation? Is that a oh, dumb question? Up or? At, um, past Cairns. So yeah, okay. Going, yeah. going from so It's going to be pretty, pretty um, dense bushland. Mm, yeah, it could be pretty dense. Yeah. It's also going to be really hot. It's July, so it's going okay, to be cool. It's dry, yeah. it's still be hot, but dry. Cool yeah. yeah, dry. So that's, yeah. Um, that's yeah, awesome. So that's been this year's 
That's great. Challenge. So, yes, my wife wasn't quite as excited. About <laughs> yeah. yeah. Actually, it went down so badly. <laughs> oh, really? Really? I can't imagine, hey, I'm, I'm taking some time on a motorbike and to drive then, through the bush in northern Queensland. And then when I said, well, the, the way that I've worked out the best way to train is to go and buy my own bike. So oh, like, oh, yeah. That's here we, yeah, yeah, here, here Now you just, yeah. <laughs> that is pushing it. Oh, my God. So, that's yeah. great. Mm. That's a great other thing. That is awesome. I mean, ours are usually around like a movie or yeah. uh, like facials. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and here we go. Ian's just coming. He's going to go and yeah. go dirt bike riding. He's, he's again showed us why. Ian is the alpha of the podcast. <laughs> <Here he is>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Cool. Well, cool. enjoy that. I will you? do. All yeah. right. Well, thank you for listening, everybody. Uh, if you've got more questions, just said Google Smart Line, Ian Wynn, Central mm. Coast. It's going to come up. Uh, if you want to get in contact with us. Yeah, post in the group. Tell us about your lay-by and sale. <laughs> tell us about your lay-by and sale. If you're not part of the group, join Jump it. Jump in the group. Facebook, the True Drunk community. We're posting there all the time. Uh, people post in there too. I like it when they do. People are posting. It's awesome. Yep. Uh, we like hearing mm. everybody's stories. And uh, yeah, get in touch on there. At True Drunk Podcast. Um, sorry, at Two Drunk Accountants on all the socials. Two Drunk Podcast at gmail.com if you want to shoot us an email. Mm. And uh, I guess we will calculate it.